I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Welcome to the Mind Your Own Podcast with Aaron Sorensen and Sasha Durkin. Where we stick to sports, except when we're not. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Own Podcast. I'm Erin. I'm Sasha. And I'm just going to be really, really forthcoming with all of you right now. Sasha, before we started recording, was like, what do you want to talk about today? And I was like, honestly, I have no idea. Um, so this is going to be a bit of a hodgepodge. We've had a hodgepodge episode before. Uh, but I think that's just kind of where a lot of people are right now. We are in a season of... Uh, you know, we have talked about this extensively on this podcast, but if the pandemic has done nothing else, it has shown us just how busy our like, quote unquote, normal lives are. Yeah. And I think as we're getting ready for holiday seasons, which can be so difficult for people um, for so many different reasons, whether you love the holidays or you don't love the holidays or just whatever, but we're in the thick of like a very busy time for people because like, even I admit Outside of like sports, for a lot of you, it's getting close to end of year. That means different things you have to have done for your jobs. Um, I know even for like teachers and professors, end of end of semesters and just end of a cat. Like this is like the end of a calendar year, but obviously not an end of a school year. But that doesn't yeah. mean it doesn't come with plenty of uh, challenges and things. So I get it. We're all kind of just where we are right now and it feels like when I have this conversation people are like yeah me too because I actually said to Sasha I'm like I just don't know and she was like well actually I'm also having a morning so <laughs> we're all yeah. in this together I uh I locked my keys in my vehicle this morning the second mm -hmm. I thought I had put them in my pocket but as I reached over to grab my bag they fell out of my pocket so I reached in automatically. I always reach in my pocket because we have key fobs to get in the building. And uh, I just go, no, no. <laughs> what? Really? Um, but I had sent you a message before we started recording because I saw this the other day and it was like perfect timing. Sorry. If there's loud noises in the background, there is construction going on. Um, oh, it's also me blowing. probably just typing everyone. Yeah. Don't mind me. <laughs> just like, just sitting here typing away. Multitasking. Um, <laughs> but I saw something the other day that like has stuck with me since I saw it. Um, we don't have bad days. We have bad moments. So instead of like allowing me locking my keys in my car to ruin my entire day, and it had to happen right at the front, right? 
but right. always <laughs> that's the bad moment of the day. And like, I have it fixed. I am fortunate enough to have roadside assistance with my insurance company. So all I have to do is call them and then they send somebody out and it doesn't cost me an arm and a leg, but yeah, that's my two cents this morning. That's just where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. It's a, uh, a bit of a, it's just, it's just one of those times where, you know, like I said, I've, I've talked with people. I haven't even checked. I don't know if it's out yet, if it's a bones day or a no bones oh, day. Yeah. Um, but I, I definitely take a lot of joy out of a pug. If you're not on, you don't even have to be on TikTok at this point. I'm pretty sure somebody made a Twitter account just to like acknowledge if it's a bones day or not. Um, but basically there's a pug named noodle on TikTok, and it started. I want to just say, I feel really proud of myself. I was like an early adopter of noodle. I, he came up on my for you page. This was a couple of months ago and it was the sweet guy in his sweet, like 13 year old pug noodle. And he would do this every few, he didn't do it every day at the time, but it would be every, you know, couple of days, every few days, he would tell you if noodle had bones or not, which is when he wakes up in the morning, he props him up. And if noodle falls over, he has no bones. If he stays standing, he has bones. And it basically has become a thing where he would joke that this was a sign of the day to come. So Mm -hmm. this would be, Oh, obviously if you have a bones day, it's going to be a great day. Go treat yourself. Go like do all the things you want to do. If it's a no bones day, he doesn't say like, he's been really good at how he presents this. Cause he's like, just take it easy on yourself. Be, yeah. you know, be kind to yourself today. And I like, I love how he presents that where it's not like a good or a bad day. It's like, be more kind to yourself today. Right. And I, I love it. So anyway, I, I don't think he's had that come out today, but like, I just always hope for everyone it's a bones day and you have the kindest, happiest day to yourself. But yeah, I just, I realized something yesterday and it was probably a really good realization to have this but I'm burned out like I'm burnt out Mm -hmm. I and there's not a lot that I can do about it like if somebody were to say what can you do right now unfortunately I am just in the thick of a very busy time and I think when I realize this and recognize it about myself it's probably the easiest thing to do is like take a step back Mm -hmm. from my own like personal social media, um, try to do things that I, I enjoy that are separate from my job, but it's just, it's really hard. I I work with, I work with somebody. If you don't follow Jacob Padilla, if you're a Nebraska fan of some, of some sport, he probably covers it in some way. But I mean, this week alone, he will cover two men's basketball games, two exhibition games, um, two volleyball games, one football game, and probably a couple of Nebraska prep sports, like whether it's a football game, volleyball, volleyball game, like he is, he is having all of his beats cross right now. Yeah. And so whenever I start to feel burned out, I look at him and I'm like, oh gosh, his life is way more chaotic right now than mine is. But that doesn't take away from the fact that I, I have a right to feel how I feel too, but it's just like, it's just hard. It just was, it is what it is. It's just hard. And it's just like, you have this like kind of almost guilt sometimes where you're like, I'm feeling burned out. And I think a lot of times people who are well-intentioned are like, but you have such a great job. But what happens then is it makes you feel guilty because you're like, well, yeah, I do have a really great job. I enjoy my job. Maybe I shouldn't be quote unquote complaining. No, I, we, uh, 
I don't ever reference Meathead Test Kitchen on my own, but at this time I will. Yes, uh, we've done it. We've done it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we had an episode about burnout. There are five stages of it and they can really creep up on you. But the one takeaway I had after we actually talked through it on that episode was like, it, I mean, we were all human. And so that grace that we always talk about um, giving ourselves um, is super important, especially when it comes to burnout. There's a lot of shit going on out in the world right mm-hmm. now. And um, to expect somebody to be um, infallible or like resistant to burnout or depression or any of, you know, of any of that stuff is, um, well, I don't want to say it's not nice, but I think that it's like glossing over um, the fact that there's just so many things going on. And especially um, in sports, I think that it's super easy to get burned out. I mean, how that's, I, I left, I didn't leave on my own, but um, when I, when I was done at the world Herald, I honestly was so thankful and grateful for that year because even though I wasn't in the thick of it, like a lot of other people were, I was still in it. And I think it's super easy with sports to get burnt out just because you're, it's a constantly moving and evolving thing. There's always something going on. Um, especially if you're specifically covering one team or one school. Um, I think that people don't take into account, like the, the average person is at home enjoying these things or going and enjoying a game. They're not doing, you know, you're not writing an article. You don't have a bunch of deadlines to, to meet. You don't have, you know, mm-hmm. interviews to, to complete and then a deadline attached to that. Um, it is enjoyable working in sports, but there's also a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of work that I don't think the average person sees behind the scenes um, to get all the great content that you see out there. We are in Nebraska. So regarding like, you know, the Huskers, any, any sport, there's so much work that goes on behind the scenes that I think, I don't necessarily think it's taken for granted, but I think that it's not realized like how much and how many hours of work are going into all of those projects. You know, and I try to be cognizant of that. Actually, it's it's interesting that you say that. And I appreciate it because I, I try to actually also as a member of the media, try to be cognizant of my own reaction to other media members, because there are there are certainly times where people in the media deserve all of the criticism. And that's just what it is. But I have found that sometimes I can be hypercritical of like somebody who doesn't work on my beat or somebody who is on a national level where I'm like, what do they know about this? And it's like, you know, they've done a lot of work, too. They have put a lot of time, effort into their job as well, even if maybe I don't agree Mm -hmm. with them necessarily on like how they're you know going about something or whatever. And I think just kind of like taking a step back and being like, got it, like, Mm -hmm people are putting a lot of time, effort and work in here. And yeah, I just, it, it is like, it is hard. It's also hard right now. Like when I cover a team that isn't performing well, because the responses that people have on social media are just sort of like, I guess the way I'd say is some of them, it's fair. Like I have no issue with, I have no issue by the way, with like sincere criticism. That's like, um, Hey, I have thoughts. This is not great. I want to talk through this, or I don't think this is going well. Yeah. That's not always the case. So I like a recent example of something that kind of happened is, you know, Nebraska, obviously like any 
college football team gets an announcement on their game times. Typically most, most teams don't have a full lineup of like what time they're going to play. Um, so often they announce the game times about two weeks out and in some cases networks can reserve the right to do the six day pick, which for somebody who isn't maybe familiar with what that means, it just basically says the networks aren't yet ready to commit to like what game should be at what time. Yeah. They essentially want to see how the games the week prior go and then they'll make their decisions from there. So it just is what it is. So anyway, I had tweeted about that, just that basically we know Nebraska versus Ohio state is going to be a six day pick, but we do know based on the schedule that it won't be a night game. It'll either be an 11 AM two 30 or 3 PM central game. Mm-hmm. And somebody responded and was just like, make it a 6 AM game and call it a day. And, you know, I was like, you know, was that necessary? Like, I understand right. you're making a joke, but you're making a joke at the expense of my own mentions. And I'm yeah. not doing anything but just sharing information. Yeah. I'm yeah. just telling you what's going on. I'm not giving you an opinion. I'm not telling you anything else. And I understand frustration with how the team is playing, but like to kind of, in a sense, then take that out on people who are just trying to share it. But that's what a lot of people do um, to people in the, in the media, especially. And again, I'm not saying that is like, a, Oh, woe is me. There is some criticism and some like legitimate, like feedback that is like, should be taken. And like, I'm not disregarding that. It's just when it's the things that are so silly. Like I've had people who have responded to just me doing my job and be like, why even bother this team's terrible. And it's like, <laughs> still have a job to do. I have a job. <laughs> like this is, this is how I get paid. So what are you talking about? And yeah that's the kind of stuff I find builds up a lot over time Mm. where it starts to build up into like, it starts to just build up where then I start to feel bad. Now I have to just throw this in here for a little bit of levity and just to make myself feel a little bit better as like a joke, because that's how I deal with a lot of things. Um, But for sky, if he's listening, one of our loyal listeners, sky, we'll find out, we'll find out when he listens to this episode. (laughs) Because I'm still mad at him Uh oh. because he left a comment on a photo of mine from the Minnesota game on Instagram where I was wearing the same boots I was wearing two years ago, but they're a new pair of boots because the boots originally got ruined. And he commented and told me to burn them. Uh. <laughs> and I told him to take that back and he never took it back. And I haven't heard from him since. So, oh, Sky, dude. I don't know if you know we're in a, we're in a fight, but we're in a fight. We're in a fight. <laughs> Was that necessary, Sky? (laughs) Was it like, no, that kind of stuff that made me laugh because he was basically joking that they're clearly bad luck. They're no bones boots. But um, for the record, I wasn't wearing them the time previous that Nebraska lost in Minnesota. So it's not like every time Nebraska's lost in Minnesota, I'm wearing them just the the most recent two, just the other two times. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I just think sometimes like I wish people could just take take a beat and just be like, is my comment productive? Like I right. like having fun and joking is great, but a lot of times that's not what it is. Yeah. And when you get frustrated, they often come back with that of like, I was just joking. Can't you take a joke? And it's like, instead of doing this, where we kind of set out to ruin people's days inadvertently, even if we don't mm-hmm. intend to, maybe taking a step back and being like, is my comment really honestly productive? If I'm frustrated right. with the way that Nebraska football is playing is it productive for me to leave a snotty snarky comment at somebody 
who has no control over this. They're just sharing mm-hmm. the information. That's I the stuff. That, in, <sighs> I think I that that's the thing that like can get frustrating. And it's, I know it's not just specifically here in Nebraska, but right. sometimes when I think about it, I mean, there are other sports teams and other colleges in the state of Nebraska, but for a lot of people in the state that are fans of athletics, they Nebraska carries the weight. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, having that be like, it's not like a Chicago where you've got a ton of other sports teams to focus on or be frustrated at. You've got Nebraska athletics in the state of Nebraska. Um, and a lot of people are fans of, of, well, specifically we are in football season, but the, the football team. So then I think, and I've noticed over the years that people are more pissy and angry um, when Nebraska football isn't playing well. And so Twitter is not a fun place to be. Um, although, so that, that particular game, I was actually out at my grandma's, my grandma, for those that don't know, hi grandma, um, is moving into Omaha um, after Yay, living out fun. in the middle of nowhere for I knew that but I'm still telling you that's fun (laughs) I'm just like reiterating I'm like I already knew that so like my reaction was just kind of funny to me my own reaction just surprised me that's fun like oh that's neat (laughs) Uh, she's lived out there for 50 years and so there was a lot a lot of stuff and because you went up there yeah my brain just like had like a totally short circuit (laughs) (laughs) I was out there to help her sell some of her her bigger items in the house that she didn't wasn't isn't taking with her and my uncle john is there and he's listening to the game and he had some money probably here there um and every time something happened he would run up he goes did you just hear that and i'm like well yeah kind of but i was also talking to this person but i will say some of the snarky comments were pretty on point that day. It was kind of fun, actually, for once <laughs> to be reading comments. It was just the the amount of thought and um, just sarcasm mm-hmm. behind a lot of the tweets um, during the Minnesota game was kind of entertaining for me. I was reading them to my mom, who doesn't really follow the team or anything, but I was like, well, this one's kind of funny. Well, there like, and I hope that people understand, like, there's definitely a difference between like, I can tell, like, I can yes. tell when people are joking and having fun and like, or they're like being facetious, like in mm-hmm. like a funny way, like you can read tone. Now, not yeah. everything always is conveyed correctly. So yeah. I get that sometimes I may be missing it. And so there are some instances where I'm like, I might just like be missing sort of the bigger point here, or I'm, I'm, I'm currently in a state that I can't, I can't see the joke. Um, but like, I can usually tell, uh, you know, I can usually tell, okay, yeah, this is how it's, this is going. I can usually tell when people are just being mean Mm. or when they're taking their own frustrations out on other people. And I think kind of finding, you know, that, that balance of there's nothing wrong with criticism. So, kind of similarly to like how I feel like with elected officials that Mm -hmm. you should hold your elective officials accountable. It's the same thing with a football coach. Like you think of like, okay, we talked about Nick Rolovich last week. Yeah. For the, for the record, there were some people who were definitely pretty salty about that conversation on Nick Rolovich, because I can always tell when we touch on a topic that 
find somebody who's like, I'm upset now because they either rate things low or they're, you know, they, whatever, doesn't matter. But my point being is, this is why this matters. This is why you talk about Nick Rolovich. He was one of, he was one of the highest paid state employees in the state of Washington. Yep. Same thing with Scott Frost. Scott Frost is one of the highest paid state employees in Nebraska. Like an elected official, their their salaries are known for a reason because they work for a state institution. They work for they work in a way for you. Yeah. Um, so like wanting to hold somebody accountable for the way that they represent you, the way that they represent the thing that you may be donating money to. Yeah. Like that is important. And so like when we talk about elected officials, state employees are very much under that same umbrella of like they they do deserve you know, a sterner eye. If, if Mm -hmm. like, it's, it's just the reality of this job. It's not a private, it's not a private company there. Right. Here's the thing. Anyone who works for the state of, like for the university of Nebraska, just like the, if they work for the state of Nebraska or if they work for the state of Washington or they work for whomever, you can go look up their salaries and that's every employee of a state institution. Like that is just something that you can do. And if you can, there's accountability that has to be met there. And so like, when we talk about those things, like I am all for criticism and like, I'm all for like people saying, Hey, I I don't agree with this or Hey, that doesn't live by the standards that I have like expected of my alma mater or the place that I provide. Like I give my money. Just like if you were to say like, I I voted for this president and they're not meeting up to my expectations. So I'm going to hold them accountable stop idolizing people. Like, (laughs) I I, I think some of it is like that we've talked about this before too, is I have no issue. Like I have no issue with fair criticism where I don't like it is when it starts teetering into a world of like, does that matter? So just like, I'm going to use Scott Frost as an example for just a moment, but there have been rumors about Scott Frost primarily in his personal life. And here's my answer when people come to me and they go, why don't you talk about it? Why are like, what do you know? It's not my business. It's not, (laughs) it's not yours either. (laughs) But what does it have to do? Unless like, unless it's affecting his job, which I don't have proof that anything personally is or is not at this point, but like it's taken away, it's taken away from the legitimate stuff that needs to be criticized. Like if you, if you want to look at like how he's performing his job, Worrying about how he spends his free time is probably not going. It doesn't matter. Right. And now if how he spends his free time is affecting what he's doing on the field. So similar again to Nick Rolovich and the fact that what he was choosing to do personally was directly affecting his football team directly affecting like his choice not to get vaccinated. And I'm using it. I'm saying it specifically like that. His choice not to get vaccinated was directly affecting his team. And yeah, it's just like Kyrie Irving, his choice not to get vaccinated affected his ability to play with his team. It is what it is. It is a choice, but those are off field decisions, off court decisions out of the, like those are decisions that have affected what they were doing as far as the team. Now, if Kyrie Irving really enjoyed, okay, here, I, I don't know this to be true. So I, I'm just using him as an example, but like, let's say Kyrie Irving really liked to go gamble at casinos. Mm-hmm. If it's not affecting his job, if it's not affecting how he does his job, 
I don't care. It yeah. doesn't, it doesn't, it's not something that I need to go criticize him for unless like he is spending all night at the casinos. He's missing practice because he's not coming his to work. Right. Right. Like if it's affecting his job, then that is where like I have a right then to be like, Hey, let's take a look at this and maybe right. uh, have an opinion on it. But right now, like how he spends his time doesn't matter to me outside of like, does it affect your job? And so I think sometimes like that's part of it is people let a lot of like feelings about things that don't matter kind of cloud where they start pulling for other things to be like, this is why I feel this way. And it's like, you're kind of taking away from like what you have a legitimate concern about. (laughs) I think that honestly, sometimes what that comes down to, there are a few certain, certain circumstances in which I can see why, um, and, and this has nothing to do with Nebraska. I just mean overall sports picture. Um, yeah. a couple instances where, um, some things off of the court or the field of play would be cause for concern, but I won't dive deep into those. But my point that I'm trying to make is that I think that sometimes it is, it seems easier instead of being pissed off at the quality um, of performance, I feel like sometimes it's easier for folks, for whatever reason, to pick apart the things that have nothing to do with the game because they don't want to criticize what they're actually seeing or, or have a further, a deeper conversation about why mm-hmm. or how um, a, a specific team got here, I guess, in this case, Nebraska. But I, I it comes across to me like it's, well, I don't want to actually have a conversation about why I'm disappointed with the play on the field. It's, it's easier to point at this thing in a, a person's personal life instead and make it about that when it may or may not have anything to do with anything. And yeah. it's not and your- sometimes, sometimes like, again, sometimes off court, off field, out of like office things do affect that. And like, mm-hmm. there's a legitimate concern there, but like, I, I think, just not allowing I I just have noticed like I think it's really easy to take digs at people when it's like well you know this like let me pull from this other thing and then it's like you said it's it's taking away from like the legitimate concern of like now and I'm gonna use Scott Frost's own words against him um he did just say this week um that teams basically reflect their leadership and it's true so (laughs) To a degree, you could sit there and say, well, however he is leading is directly affecting his team. And so, like, however he is living his life separately from the team could be. I need to throw in a uh, Remember the Titans reference really quick. Oh, yeah. Reflect leadership, Captain. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I, and the thing is, is like when he said that yesterday, I was like, oh, that's going to like, you know, that's that is a, that is true. Yeah. Um, now, are people potentially going to I, I use it against him in not a bad way. I was just saying, like yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. using his own words in that way. But like, could yeah. somebody use it against him in a bad way? Sure. Mm-hmm. But like, I feel like I'm putting a lot of attention on Scott Frost. I'm <laughs> using him as an example. Yeah. Um, I'm really not using him as a like, let's roast Scott Frost. Well, the, so, the other Scott, person if you're I listening, I'm not roasting you. I'm just unfortunately <laughs> using you as an example. I think he's an avid listener of this podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. He writes in all the time. Um, <laughs> he's got all the time in the world for that. <laughs> another example that I think of in recent news would be Urban Meyer. Yeah. His off the field antics and things that he was doing was directly er, for a time affecting his coaching abilities because he pretty much lost the locker room 
And because well, he didn't fly home with the team. Right. And like right. he claimed like he had had a conversation with them about yeah. that. But it yeah. seemed like they didn't feel they had that conversation. Yeah. And so like when you're what, what you're doing is when you're telling people I'm not going to fly home with my team because I want to stay back and spend some time here. That's one thing. I yep. think most people could be like, OK, I get it. But then when your coach is ending up in the news because he's at a bar being like dancing with a woman that's not his wife Mm -hmm. now you're kind of like wait a second buddy so you now to us and now you're making us all look bad right like for him to like kind of say well i was just always planning on and they were okay with that it's like yeah i think they were cool with you wanting to stay back in the town that has a bar that's named in your honor and like all of these things like you can kind of get that you're in the neighborhood you're like it'd be nice to spend an extra day um but you're also in the middle of a season that's the other part where it's like you know could you maybe go have that trip in march um yeah because that is the reality with sports is like you do you do sacrifice a lot you you sacrifice a lot of time you spend a lot of time so i can understand urban Meyer wanting to spend time in Columbus. I can understand that it's a town that means a lot to him. Yeah. But at the same time, I also can't fully understand that. So yeah, that decision-making affected his team. It put his team in the middle of a media circus, a team that was already very fragile. Mm -hmm. Um, it just, it didn't, it, it's just stuff like that where it's like, you know, Okay, I had this conversation, and for people who are like, where is this whole podcast going? I don't know. (laughs) But I had this conversation um, this weekend, actually, where I was talking about um, how people get really mad at, like, this idea of cancel culture. And I don't agree with necessarily, like, just canceling people without a chance. But I think that the thing that I have found is more often than not, people double and triple down, where they don't want to just say, you know what, you're right, I made a mistake. I can't, I can't change, I can't change the past. I can't change that mistake, but I can, I can, um, I can work in the future to improve my relationship with people, my, like the perception that you have of me, because I'm going to put the time in. I think too often people, when presented with a situation, they, they double and triple down. And I know it's hard. I know it's hard. Like I think about like, if somebody brought something to me, it's really easy to get defensive because you Mm -hmm. want to be like, I'm not like that. But the reality is, is who I am today is very different than the Aaron that existed 15 years ago. Now, I don't know if I have anything necessarily in my past that like, I, I want to be careful with what I'm saying, how I'm saying this, because I'm not like, I don't want to imply that like I'm perfect because I'm not, I'm saying like, I don't have anything where I'm like at least cognizantly aware where I was like openly using racist words right? where somebody would be like, hold on you, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I am cognizantly aware of the fact that I have probably hurt people in my lifetime. I'm cognizantly aware that I have probably pissed people off and I have people who are not a fan of mine for reasons that are my doing, not their doing, my doing. And I think about that a little bit because if somebody were to come to me and say, yeah, you did this thing, um, you kind of have two paths at that moment. You can deny or you can yell about how that's not who you are and like why are you bringing up this thing from the past I've had the time I can I be a different person and the answer is yes you can absolutely be a different person 
I think acknowledging that you can be a different person and being like, yep, I have probably hurt people along the road and I have probably made some dumb decisions and said some stupid things. Um, that's one thing when then you can say, but I am not like that today, but I, I can understand that like my life has created those opportunities for people to be hurt or disappointed right. or angry at me. And all I can do is continue to grow and learn and be better. Mm-hmm. And I can't, I can't prove that with anything other than time and effort and energy. Action. And I just think people too often like want to just wipe things clean right away where they're just like, it's gone. It's done. I didn't do that thing. And it's like, okay. you know what, these are a part of who we are and they don't need to like follow us forever, but right. you know, they might follow us for a little while or people might remember. And it's really about more. I think sometimes the response than yes. even what happened. I think and so it- I think, Yeah. Um, super important too to like yes everybody um, has an evolution as a human being Um, and I know that I've made a lot a lot of mistakes um, in my life but I also like you were saying I have to be cognizant of the fact that there may be things that I didn't know were harmful to other people you can be a totally different person But if someone comes to you and alerts you to the fact that, hey, you did this harm to me, I think that it's it's easiest and the go to move is to like get defensive about it. Well, I'm not that person anymore. Well, that doesn't mean that that you could stop. You could stop or stomp on somebody's foot and then say you're sorry. But that doesn't mean that their foot doesn't still hurt. Mm -hmm. Like you have to just like, yeah, I there's stuff I still apologize for that happened 15 years ago. All I can do is prove that I'm not that person anymore. I am sorry for whatever harm I caused, but the next action for me then in my, like just personally is showing that I am a different person. I can say I'm a different person all day long, Mm -hmm. but the actions have to back up the words. And I think also realizing like for myself, like there's going to be people that I have known, excuse me, that I've known in my lifetime that they're not interested in me, they're not interested in learning if I have changed or anything and that's okay. And I think far often, like this is all just kind of evolved, but I just think about, I just think about the people that, you know, like I, I, this kind of all goes back to when we look at people and we're, we're mean online and we do all these things, like just kind of recognizing that the person on the other end of the computer is a real person. Um, and maybe having that thoughtfulness of like, is this a thing that I want to represent me in the future? Is this the thing that I want like out there? Because even if you go, even if you go wipe your account clean, which I see sometimes where someone goes and deletes all of these tweets and they delete essentially evidence of like things. Um, the reality is, the those harm is tweets, already inflicted. The harm is still inflicted and those tweets still technically exist. Nothing, yeah. d- nothing disappears on the internet. And I think, I think it's important to note, like deleting something that's harmful that like could continue to cause harm is one thing. Like I agree with that. Um, but deleting something that people have either put emotional labor in or tried to work to like show you something and you get rid of it because you just don't want to deal with it. That is a, yeah, you don't kind want of a to separate the thing. Consequences of your actions or any backlash that you might have gotten for saying what you said. Yeah. So maybe as I'm like talking through all of this and I'm like thinking about burnout, maybe like the lesson here that we got, it's like a, the long journey to get here is like just being 
mindful of, you know, how you respond to things, how you speak to people, how you share your frustration, because, you know, there are certainly, whether you're a Nebraska football fan or a Jacksonville football fan, um, there's, there's plenty to be, there's plenty to be frustrated about and plenty to be critical of and to provide that criticism because, you know, these are things that you support and you spend your time, sometimes your money, Mm -hmm. and that shouldn't be taken lightly. But at the same time, like, I think just being aware of like, when do we start bringing things in that don't have, they don't matter. So like, yes, the things that we talked about that the effect, the off field stuff that affects the on field. Yep. That's fair. But like, I don't need to keep reading people in my mentions talking about what they think of this and that from a personal level, if it's not affecting things on the field, like the amount of times I've seen people. Okay. I'm going to give one last example before we wrap this podcast up and I'm not going to say names, but I just want to use this as an example. People, there was a really terrible rumor and it wasn't terrible because of, it was terrible in the sense that like a rumor got started about two different athletes at Nebraska that who knows where it started, but one of the athletes was battling with their mental health and um, people started making up a rumor about these two athletes getting together and all of these things. And like the thing that I remember thinking is two things, how damaging was that rumor and the fact that people kept talking about it on, on Twitter and sharing and putting that, that like that out into the world to continue festering and growing and being more than it was. Turns out it was nothing more than a rumor, but the damage was there. And I always thought to myself, let's say that rumor was true. Does it matter? Does it matter to us as, as anyone not involved whether it is or not. And the answer was no, it had no bearing on anyone. And so I think sometimes when like we start to pull from things that don't matter to like prove a point of frustration or criticism, again, it takes away from like what could be legitimate feedback and legitimate criticism that you have. And all it does is it just creates a more toxic environment, which leads to people being very exhausted by having to read these things on the internet. But it also, it also contributes to a lot of like it it contributes to people having really um, tough times with their own mental health. And so I think just being cognizant of like, Hey, you have power in your words. You have power in how you approach yourself on the internet. You have power in everything. And like, just acknowledging thing that you do have control over is you. Yes. Like, like there is nothing else really in this world that we can control except for ourselves and our actions and our words. So like, I feel like just being mindful of that and then the Mm -hmm. impact of those words, regardless of if you're actually physically saying them to someone or adding somebody, people can still see that. Mm -hmm. And even if your intent was for them to not see that, be mindful of the the shit that you're putting out into the atmosphere, man. Like people will see it. And regardless of if you think they will or not, you don't know how that's going to affect somebody else. And if it's something that's mean and you wouldn't want out there or have someone said to you, like, I just wouldn't say it. Like it's, it costs you nothing and zero effort to just not (laughs) perpetuate 
rumors yeah ignorance and i don't know just being kind i think it's so funny i walked into this podcast i always feel like this podcast is a little bit of therapy because i did walk into it just kind of like i still like i still am like feeling burned out of course but like i feel a little bit lighter i feel a little bit better um i think a big part of it is just like a lot of times people their answer is like well just don't spend time on the internet and it's like unfortunately that's not reality in my job but i also Mm -hmm. do really enjoy social media i really do enjoy the connections that i make I think it's just important that we continue to like remind people of like the real lives that are associated in all of these things. And again, you have every right to be frustrated if your team isn't performing well and you think that they should be better. Look, I'm a Kansas city fan. Um, I have no room to talk because Kansas city just recently won a super bowl and I'm spoiled out of my mind, but like, I'm pretty frustrated with how this team is playing right now. I feel like, this team is not playing to the level that it should be. So like, I have every right to do that. Now, if I start going and attacking players and coaches um, for things that have nothing to do with on-field performance, or if I'm just being mean about nothing on the internet for the sake yeah. of being mean, it's, it's unrelated. And that's, I think the difference is like sharing frustration and going like, Hey, I spend time and money on Kansas city. So like I have expectations is one thing I, and I can be frustrated, but I'm, I'm not going to go start attacking somebody on the internet because I I'm mad online like that's the thing where it's just like find find the lines and separate them because if you find yourself wanting to attack individuals for things that have nothing to do with what they with their performance hop um, off the internet pal yeah maybe go take a walk around the block just uh i'd sign off well with that (laughs) i wish i could go take a walk around the block but it's cold and i also have to go to football practice so if anyone's like how how is the non bye week? It is I get to go run to football practice once again. Yeah. <laughs> Yay! I, I do love I do love my job. Everyone, it's fine. I have no complaints. Um, but also stop making me feel bad when I say I'm burned out. Yeah. <laughs> Knock it off, or I'll come for you on the internet. Knock it off. I can be burned out. Honestly, I will send you Shit's Creek gifts until the day is done. <laughs> I need to go get back on my Shit's Creek gift game. I haven't been on Twitter much, so I got to go. I got to go put some work in. <laughs> well, Sasha, as always, I appreciate you and appreciate you your time and letting letting this always just kind of be like I said, when she asked before this podcast, what do you want to talk about? I was like, I don't know. So I'm glad, though, that it just became like what this was. Yeah. Um, if you want to share some thoughts, comments, questions, anything, you can email us at mindyourownpodcast at hailvarsity.com. We always love to hear from you. But we will also always respond on Twitter at Aaron Sorensen and at Sasha72. So you can also message us there. But we do love emails. So mindyourownpodcast at hailvarsity.com. And we will be back next week. I, one of these weeks, we'll do a mailbag. One of these yeah. weeks, I, I do want to get a guest. We'll, we'll figure it out. We don't know what next week's going to hold because that seems to kind of be a fly by the seat of our pants. Yeah. Um, but we'd love to hear from you in the meantime. And until then, have a good week. Be kind to people. Don't be mean jerks on the internet. We'll talk to you later. Bye. A Huda Media Production.